This is your flagship home for Columbus Crew Soccer. This is Inside the Crew. Here's your host, Chris Doran. And welcome to Inside the Crew. The only good news coming out of the weekend is that uh, Crew 2 picked up the MLS Next Pro Cup. And that was an enjoyable afternoon at Lower.com Field. We'll talk about that with Jordan Angeli in just a little bit. But we've got to cover all the bad news that came after that. The missed opportunity at a victory in Orlando. Uh, the fact that head coach Caleb Porter has been relieved of his duties. And now we're going to spend a good portion of this offseason doing two things. Number one, wondering who among the players will be kept. And there are a lot of players that are at the end of their contracts. And then um, who replaces uh, Caleb Porter is head coach of the Columbus Crew. More on that with Tim Bezpachenko, the president and general manager of the Black and Gold, in just a few minutes. Um, what I've decided to do is we're going to go ahead and just recap a bit of Sunday and what was said Sunday evening at the post-game press conference, and then we'll transition into Tim Bezpachenko's uh, address earlier today to the media regarding Caleb Porter's release as well as where the club goes from this point forward. Inside the Crew is presented by Tipico Sportsbook, Let's Make It Interesting, and by Ohio Cat, the official construction equipment partner of the Columbus Crew. Well, Sunday afternoon, decision day, opportunity for the black and gold. They just had to get a draw out of Orlando and uh, find themselves in the postseason. That would have been, you know, the weakest way to do it, but you've got a team that's had, uh, what, 16 ties on the season. And although they've only lost four times on the road, finishing the deal in all games has been a bit of a challenge for the black and gold all season long. And so they take the lead in that game on Sunday afternoon. And head coach Caleb Porter, post-game, said at that point the team was playing very well. Yeah, today was a microcosm of the season. You know, obviously, when you look at the first half, very good execution. We, we deserve to be up in the game. Darlington Nagby now. Square ball to Degenet. Forward we go. Here's Etienne Jr. Etienne forward finds Celerayon. Nice hero ball. Etienne Jr. Shot goal for Columbus. They're playing well. We're up on zero. Looks like we'll, we might score the second goal. This has been the story in many, many games this year. You know, you can't say we didn't have a good plan. We didn't, you can't say we didn't execute well to start the game. You can't say that the players weren't playing well or, or bought in or motivated. Um, doing everything right. And yet the team was not able to secure a second goal or just to keep Orlando at bay for the remainder of the match head coach Caleb Porter almost sounded exasperated and tired of seeing that scenario play out yet again the reoccurring nightmare is we shoot ourselves in the foot you know in the second half um you know that happened in far too many games this year so for sure we missed the playoffs because of what happened today in the second half and what happened in many games this season. Columbus with their fourth loss on the road in the season. They had four losses at home as well. 10-8 and 16 to wrap up the year and 46 points. Eighth place in the Eastern Conference standings and on the outside looking in at the playoff picture. As for the result on Sunday, head coach Caleb Porter called it horrible. You know, I live, eat, and breathe and sleep this job, you know, every single day. Um, it's a long season, you know, 10 months, and, you know, we give a lot. We suffer a lot. You know, there's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, we didn't lose a lot this year, but 
a lot of the draws felt like losses and there was a lot of frustration in those games the entire year. And it was the, it was the same today. Columbus dropped 24 points this season from a winning position. That's uh, third highest in the league this year. They allowed an MLS record 11 goals after the 90th minute. Finishing games was a problem for a long part of the season. You have to go all the way back to the San Jose game early on in the year, and you get the uh, first whiff of what could have been and eventually was a season-long issue. On more than one occasion, Caleb Porter has said this out loud and not always in negative situations. The game can be cruel, but I also believe in the long run it's fair. And... Um... You know, we obviously didn't deserve to be in the playoffs because we, we couldn't uh, today and in other games, uh, we couldn't make the plays we needed to make to either score the second or third goal, which we had plenty of chances to do so, uh, or make the plays to not give up the two goals. And sadly, the scenario on Sunday was exactly what we'd seen several times over the course of the season. Head coach Caleb Porter on a Sunday afternoon stepping up to the plate and taking the blame knowing ultimately that as head coach, he's the one who has to answer for it. You have to say that this was a similar, eerily similar uh, trend that happened in many games. So um, I'm the head coach. Obviously, we have a club. It's not just me, but I'm the head coach, and I'm going to take the majority of the blame for sure. And uh, at the end of the day, I thank the players for everything they gave. I, I think no doubt they gave a lot this year. and. Um, they wanted to win today. You could see it, you know, and um, they're very disappointed and uh, I feel for them. Um, I also gave everything I had this year and, you know, I accept for sure that there were times where I, I could have been better myself. He's a competitor, but he also understands the nature of the business, a results oriented business as a head coach in a professional league. And uh, knowing that he's got to, shoulder some of the responsibility of the results that everyone can see. Well, coach, I understand the job. I understand the accountability. I understand, obviously, that um, we haven't made the playoffs two years in a row. Um, obviously, I could say last year we missed it on the last day, and this year we missed it on the last day. But the, the bottom line is we, we didn't make the playoffs two years in a row. And uh, that's not good enough in this club. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'd be easy for me to blame the players and the front office and all that, but um, I'll blame myself. I think uh, post-game following the Orlando match on Sunday, the uh, the reality of things started to settle in. You could almost hear it in answer after answer from head coach Caleb Porter. I'm not a quitter. You know, I, I, love, I love this club. I love my guys. I gave everything I had this year. I can honestly say that. I You know, I'm at peace with, um, how much I gave. It doesn't mean I was perfect. Um, I definitely made mistakes this year. And clearly, you know, when you fall short, the coach is responsible. It's not just me. We are a club, but there were, there were, there were more mistakes than me. But um, at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. You know, I get that. I'm, I'm an honest guy. I'm a front guy. I'm a, you know, I have character and Ultimately, I'm just really sad for the players and the fans and the club as a whole um, that we let everybody down. And, you know, I do, again, accept responsibility for my part in that. Caleb Porter following the loss at Orlando on Sunday, knocking Columbus out of the playoffs for the second season in a row. Last time this happened was 10 years ago when Columbus was knocked out 
in consecutive seasons, and a coaching change, I should point out, also took place back then. Um, it's it's just too bad that we we missed missed it twice on the last day, right? You know, both both days, and you know when you look at the level of coaches that have, were eliminated before this day, you know the likes of Bruce Arena and Bob Bradley and Peter Vermes and Brian Smitzer. I mean, these are the best coaches in the business. And they were eliminated even before the last day. So it just shows how hard this league is, how tight it is, and how much parry it is. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to, to get us over the hump this year. And I really I really believe we had the team to do it, uh, for sure. Uh, it's on me. Caleb Porter postgame following the loss at Orlando City. It was a Zoom press conference. And so Clay Hall in Columbus with uh, ABC6 asked the final question and then thanked Caleb Porter for his, uh, his response to the question. Here's what that sounded like. Caleb, thanks for the time. Appreciate thanks that. A lot. Thanks. I appreciate, appreciate, you know, you guys. And... Sorry. Yep. We got it. You get the sense of emotion that had, uh, bubbled up, I think by the time we got to that zoom press conference following the, uh, the result down in Orlando City. Our best to Caleb Porter, his wife Andrea, their great kids, and uh, and their entire family. Kind of neat that Caleb's mom was in the audience to see uh, Caleb's uh, last home game coached at Lower.com Field. It was the Red Bull victory just a couple of weeks ago, so happy for that. And um, he is going to bounce back on his feet, in my personal opinion. And uh, the club will bounce back on its feet, too. With a change in head coaching position, we'll talk more about that with President General Manager Tim Bezbachenko in just a few minutes. We'll hear from Jordan Angeli around the corner, too. Going to lighten the mood as the show goes on so we can start talking about MLS playoffs and who the favorites might be and so on and so forth. So that's that's something to look forward to in the uh, in the minutes to come. If you're listening tonight on your car or truck radio, please remember to buckle your safety belt. This message brought to you by the Ohio Department of Public Safety. If you're not buckled up, what's holding you back? In a moment, the President General Manager... We'll talk about the head coaching search that's about to get underway for the black and gold as we continue tonight on Inside the Crew. Welcome back to Inside the Crew. Glad you're tuned in tonight. In just a few minutes, we'll talk with Jordan Angeli about uh, Crew 2 and the MLS Next Pro Cup Championship. They won Saturday afternoon at Lower.com Field. We'll uh, also talk to her about what's transpired with the first team over the last uh, 48 hours or so. On the way in just a moment, President and General Manager of the Crew, Tim Bezbachenko. Find world-class outdoor adventure in West Virginia. It's almost heaven. And a reminder that 2023 season ticket memberships are now on sale. You can save up to 30% on tickets and get the best seats for every crew home match next season. Visit columbuscrew.com to enter to win a signed Cucho Hernandez jersey and learn more about saving money on the best seats to watch your Columbus crew. As mentioned to Bez Pachenko, meeting the media this morning to discuss the dismissal of Caleb Porter and what's to come for the first team, he began with an opening statement. First off, I want to start off by thanking Caleb and the coaching staff um, for their help on this project. Um, clearly, it was a unique one from the, be- the beginning. Very rare in sports um, do you have the opportunity to come in under the circumstances that we did and uh, with the transition with new ownership. Uh, Caleb and I were able to help support the process of trying to maintain a high level of soccer. Uh, at the same time, we were building a new stadium, a new training ground, uh, and at the same time, helping with the new identity for the club. 
and, and first and foremost, Caleb was a great partner in those efforts. He understood the challenge and the challenges that we faced in these unique circumstances, and, and he fully embraced it. That's Crew President and General Manager Tim Bezpachenko talking this morning to uh, media members on a Zoom call addressing the dismissal of Caleb Porter. And uh, took a moment I thought was very nice to reflect back on some of the uh, some of the high points, the successes that he and Coach Porter enjoyed together over the last four years. Personally, we shared many uh, special moments together, and at the top of that list was uh, winning MLS, MLS Cup, obviously, um, and it was during one of the most difficult uh, years in our in our professional careers. Um, the way he led the team. Uh, to the championship in those circumstances is something I'll never forget. As you saw in his statement yesterday, um, as well, he was all class, and I will certainly remember his contributions. Um, but obviously, when 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 push comes to shove in our business, it comes down to results. And when you look at the results the last two years, um, we didn't qualify for the playoffs. And you know what, the primary cause of that this year was our inability to close out games. Um, so. Well, we had strong match performances. We had good, solid game plans. We were organized. Um, we just weren't able to get the results that we needed, especially in the second half of, of matches all the way into stoppage time. So, um, you know, when we reflected upon uh, the, the, the season as well as the last couple seasons, we felt like it was it was important that we moved on. And, you know, when you listen to Coach Porter post-game after that Orlando City loss on Sunday, and you listen to Tim Bezpachenko talk about why the decision was made. The, the reasoning is all in sync. It's all in line. Yeah, the decision was made uh, after the game against Orlando City. Um, that said, as you saw us fall, drop in the standings and then fall below the line, um, I think everyone knew, including Caleb and the coaches, that it was critical that we made the playoffs. Our, our goals this year were to not only make the playoffs, but to be consistent contenders. And in order to do that, it's helpful to have a home game, which means you have to finish in the top four. So clearly we, that was, that was going to be a stretch. Um, obviously when going into the last match, it, it clearly was. Um, but, but we felt like um, if we didn't make the playoffs, it was going to be um, necessary to make a change. So, you know, it, it was a decision that became, a possibility of the last couple of weeks. That's Columbus Crew General Manager and President Tim Bezpachenko talking to the media this morning on a Zoom call. As we enter now the postseason for the black and gold and uh, a lot of decisions having to be made, um, these decisions without a head coach in terms of the roster, it could be a little bit tricky. So we have some time before we have to make the decisions. Um, you have until, till, I believe, mid-November, end of November for the CBA. Um, and so... Clearly, you want to, it would be helpful to have a coach in place by then. That might not be possible. Um, but we do believe we have a core group of players on this roster that can contribute. Um, and, 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 but the next few weeks will be spent meeting with the players, uh, asking them uh, questions to reflect upon the season, making sure that they are motivated and they have a desire to be at this club and that they're willing to elevate their game and, and, and all those things that, that are needed in order to be not just a playoff team, but a, but a championship team. So um, we will have meetings. We will continue training after this week off. And uh, through the, that training period, we will continue to evaluate players and uh, look at 
obviously contract situations. Uh, there's a number of drafts and, and obviously the trade window opens up. So there's so many things that that'll come into play over the next sort of six to eight weeks. But um, obviously if we can get down the line with a coach, we will start talking rosters pretty, you know, roster decisions pretty early on. So we get a feeling from, from that coach uh, in terms of their opinion on the players. Columbus crew president, general manager, Tim Bezbachenko talking to the media this morning, uh, 10, eight and 16 on the season and four losses on the road, really a pretty decent road record. But the biggest issue really was the amount of points that were dropped from a winning position, 24 total throughout the course of the season and 11 goals allowed after the 90th minute. Uh, Tim Bezbachenko acknowledging after a question from one of the media members today that uh, this was an absolutely strange season to be uh, an observer and fan of the black and gold. To to drop 21 points um, in the last 15 minutes of minutes of matches and then I think it's 11 points in stoppage time is extremely bizarre. It is strange. Um, And because it is unusual, we need to reflect upon why that happened. And, and while we had to make a coaching change, um, it's it's not just a coach that, you know, bears responsibility for that. We need to talk to the players, you know, myself included, what can we do to make sure that we have the right people on the field that can see out games? Um, and so it, it you know, when I reflect upon it, if we just had half of those points uh, from stoppage time, we would be in either fourth or fifth place. If we had yet even half of those points that we gave up in the last 15 minutes of matches, we'd be in third place. Um, and so we need to reflect, obviously, on the season, and that will be a major part of it. Um, we need to determine how much of it was, was just unfortunate circumstances, and, and is it repeatable? Uh, what what would happen next year if we brought a large majority of those players back? Um, you know, will they be ready to overcome those challenges at the end of the game through character and focus um, and execution? Major League Soccer's preseason for 2023 starts January 6th. Obviously, the president of the club would love to have a coach and a coaching staff in place by then. From there, ideally by December. Um, although I don't, you know, whether or not that's December 1st or mid-December, we won't know. Um, some of it will, will be determined by when we can speak to certain candidates, um, you know, whether or not we are looking to talk to coaches who are still playing, um, that all factors in. So uh, I, would, I would say by December, we're hoping to have it finalized. But as we all know, these things are unpredictable. In terms of the criteria, in our coaching search, it's going to be a wide search. Uh, we want to follow a, a clear process, establish criteria for the position and be disciplined in that criteria and the evaluation. We want to um, make sure that, that we look at all layers uh, domestically, not just in MLS present and past coaches, but possibly in other uh, layers of the U.S. soccer structure and Canadian soccer for that matter. Um, We'll look internationally. Uh, we've already received a number of, 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 of CVs and interest in the past 24 hours. And when it comes to the criteria, we're, we're evaluating that now. But first and foremost, it starts with the person, making sure that they have the shared values of our club. We want to, we're an ambitious club. We want to consistently contend for championships. We want to take care of our supporters. We want to give back to the community. 
uh, we want to make sure that that person has values that that are aligned with 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 our leadership team and our ownership. Um, the second is is this idea that they are a part of a club um, and our club model in that there is a first team and, and crew two now in our academy and, and the crew youth in the community and understanding their role um, in the broader sense of the club is very important. I think it's becoming extremely competitive in Major League Soccer and in order for the Columbus crew to remain competitive, we need to find competitive advantages and in Columbus, that's going to require us to be aligned from top to bottom and not just in values, but in you know, style of play and principles and the way we conduct ourselves, um, analytics, performance. Are we, um, are we, you know, focused? Are we looking for ways to be different? Those are all things that will be critical for the, the job search. And then the last thing, the last piece is obviously the coach in terms of their, 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 their tactics and the way they approach the game, their organization, how they see the game. It needs to align with, with, with the way we see it um, at the club, uh, how they lead, what, what type of players they like in the locker room. So these are all the buckets that we'll be exploring to determine you know, the priorities uh, for each candidate. That's President General Manager Tim Bezpachenko talking to the media this uh, this morning. Well, the players are off for a week. They'll be back next week, start training yet again at Ohio Health Performance Center. Lauren Courtois, the head coach of um, Crew 2, as well as Mark Nichols, the club's technical director, and a number of other coaches from the academy, too, will participate in training both Crew 1 and Crew 2 together starting next week. They'll train until the um, uh, beginning of November, and then they'll be released before preseason begins on January 6th. We're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month with specialty items in the cruise shop. Make sure to check out the t-shirt, koozie, and scarf, especially made to recognize the month. Stop by today or visit the shop at lower.com field Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 6 or Saturday 11 to 5. When we come back, we'll talk to Jordan Angeli on Inside the Crew. And welcome back to Inside the Crew. Do you have what it takes to be the best FIFA player in Columbus? You can register for the 2022 EMLS Amateur Cup presented by Vertiv on October 14th. Uh, Compete against fellow crew fans in FIFA 23 to be named the Amateur Cup Champion of Columbus. They've got prizes, including a custom controller, a crew controller, that is, custom jersey, and much more. To register and for more information, visit, visit columbuscrew.com slash esports. I'm sorry, I'm thinking maybe make the grand prize that you become the new head coach at the Columbus Crew. <laughs> Jordan Angeli joins us on Inside the Crew. No, it's uh, it's not funny, but, I, you know, I, I'm kind of done with being down about it. Mm. Um, what was your reaction? First of all, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for having well, me. I think a lot of, you, you know, you talk uh, about the head coach job and this FIFA thing. I think a lot of people think that it's as easy as FIFA. And, and oh my gosh. Moving people around. You know, there's a lot of FIFA head coaches out there, but this is such a challenging, challenging managerial job. So um, it's a lot more than just the, that Sunday back, Sunday, uh, what do they call it? Sunday quarterbacks or whatever. Yeah, Monday um, morning quarterback. Monday morning quarterback. Right. Gosh, I really know my football. <laughs> if you're this Sunday morning <laughs> quarterback. You better know the playbook. On Monday, it doesn't matter if you know the playbook. You can just talk about what you wow. saw on television. Wow, and keep that in there for everybody to know 
but I'm at least trying. Yeah, um, you are trying. Well, it's not your sport, but you know, soccer is your sport. So I'm yeah. glad you, you've wandered into the right show. Um, <laughs> uh, we've seen coaches get released before. Um, I think the writing was on the wall. I think we've kind of, we kind of heard it. Um, Bailey from the Columbus Dispatch asked the question to Tim Bespachenko this morning and said, you know, Caleb kind of seemed like he knew what was going to happen on Sunday night with the result being what it was. This is not something that comes up overnight. Coaches know this sort of thing, don't they? I believe so. And I think in the spot that Caleb Porter was in and that the Columbus crew are in, they kind of knew that after last year, not making the playoffs last year, the year after winning MLS Cup. If you didn't do that two times in a row, I think he that was always the case. It just mm-hmm. came down to the crew made it to the last day of season with the potential of that still being an option. Right. Now, if they were out way before that. I don't know if we see a change before that. And then we have an interim, you know, I, I think that that was, that was what was going to happen because of how much money this organization, the, the, the owners have put into building this roster with huge splashes in spending with Lucas Celeron and Cucho being the two of the biggest players to ever come to MLS. When you talk about transfer fees, you knew that this is not a let's build type of team. This is, we need to win because right. we spent the money to win. And so, yes, I think, you know, we kind of sense that with Caleb Porter in our conversations with him, we're pretty mellow. I, I would say over the last couple of weeks, knowing that they needed one win over what was it a month, at least the last three games, just one win that could have uh, eventually gotten them into the playoffs. They weren't able to do that. And so as each game passed, you could see a little of that weight rest on his shoulders it just makes me sad. It makes me sad for a lot of people when you're talking about this team, because you and I look at this team in a very interesting way. We, we know these players, we know they're a lot of the times their families, what drives them. We get to have conversations, not with the, only with the players, but with the coaches as well. And at the end of the day, we just want success. Like mm-hmm. that's what we want. We want these people to succeed. And it just, we were at lower.com field and we felt the weight of the end of the season, but I can only imagine the weight of the end of the season in that locker room and how, how hard that was on those players that couldn't figure out a way to solve that one, that one piece of the puzzle. They couldn't figure out the way to put that piece in. And that just makes me sad for, you know, what could have been. Right. Jordan Angeli joins us on inside the crew. She has wrapped up her Bally television um stint with the uh, last broadcast uh last week in charlotte and now uh wrapping up the regular season on the radio with the orlando city broadcast and tonight's appearance on inside the crew so jordan when you think about going into the off season and some really critical roster decisions that have to be mm-hmm. made and you think about well we we had to we had to release the coach but I can't help but think that part of the onus is on some of the players on the field. Yes. And yeah, there's, a big there's, part of it. There are some big name players who have 2022 as the end point on their contracts currently. So how do you manage without a head coach in place, talking to those players and making making commitments or not? I don't know when those commitments have to be made off the top of my head. Mid-November. So I think that you're pretty honest right now and you, I think the front office has a pretty good idea of 
who they're going to renew or choose their option. Mm-hmm. If it's an option year, I think that's a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the talent on this team, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the players are coming back. Really? And that, a lot of the players that, I mean, who, who are you, when you say that, who do you think are, who are the players that you're thinking that potentially aren't going to be coming back? I'm not saying they're potentially not coming back, but my follow-up question to you is going to be who would commit to the team if they don't know who the head coach is or are you want a job? (laughs) Yeah. All right. You're committing to a paycheck. I get it. Okay. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know everybody's contract situation and who's up and who's not. All right. Derek Um, Etienne Jr. Luis Diaz. They're all up or they're on option years. No, those are, those are up. I've known that Derek's up. Yeah. Pedro's option year was last year. So he's up. Pedro, Pedro Santos is up. Marlon Hairston, okay, uh, Eric Hurtado. Uh, if there's starters on this team, I don't think you're replacing them as of Ar- right now. Okay. Artur, Moreira. See, if they're not an option year, then you have time to negotiate a contract. Yeah. Because they would be under a new contract. So there's time for that. If it's an option, I think it's different. You have to have that um, invoked pretty quickly. So like those three players, if you're negotiating a new contract, like Derek Etienne has the ability to say, I just had a career year. Mm-hmm. So let's take some time. And maybe he shops himself around his agent shops him around. Maybe he tries to stay. I would imagine he was going to try to stay and see what happens in Columbus. But yeah, there's always a risk if you don't know who the coach is. But I think that this team, there are pieces of this team that you want to keep stable. I think the ones that you look at are players that have um, a lot of injuries and maybe are not going to be the stability that they once were, but it feels And Chris, this is maybe just me talking from an outsider. This is not Jordan, like working in the front office. It feels like there's unfinished business with this group. Like you can't tell me this group shouldn't be in the playoffs, shouldn't be competing towards MLS cup. And so I'm not saying everyone's going to come back, but I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to look the same next year. Okay. Josh but, Williams. But there's a new, there's a new team in the league. And so then you have to think there's going to be an expansion draft. There's going right. to be players that get taken away from that. That's and then true. how do you fill those spots up? Right. Uh, the captain, Jonathan Menza, Josh Williams, who figured heavily into this season at the age of 34, uh, wondering how long he can go. Those two guys up on uh, 2022 as well. So. Just adding to that list. Um, Jordan Angeli joins us on Inside the Crew. When we continue, we'll talk about her streak of trophies won by teams that she cheers for. That's next on Inside the Crew. Welcome back to Inside the Crew. Glad you're with us. Like our Columbus crew, Wendy's new crew meal deal is massive. Grab 18 bucks for your and feed your crew today at participating Wendy's for a limited time. We continue with Jordan Angeli on Inside the Crew. Um, so since you and I started doing the show, you and Neil did the show when you first arrived in Columbus mm-hmm. in 20, was that 2019? Yes. I got here in 2020. You got here in 2020? Mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, I started doing the show last year. Yeah. Um, we did most of the shows. I did them from my sister's old room in my parents' house during the lockdown when I needed a quiet space. Oh my and gosh. we talked about the randomest things because for 
three of those months, there was no soccer. And so Neil and I filled airtime with some strange things. So as we got to spend more time together, um, we talked more about um, your history. You were with the uh, U.S. women's team in 2019 in France for the mm -hmm. World Cup, and they won. Uh, in 2020, you were with the Columbus Crew, MLS Cup, we won. 2021, your alma mater, am I right? Mm -hmm. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. You went to the College Cup, the girls won. Mm -hmm. Then you went to Campione's Cup last summer, Columbus Crew won. You show up at Lower.com Field on Saturday night. Oh, you forgot my brother. My brother won his Oh, yeah, that's right. Your brother. Hockey your championship brother. this year. <laughs> your brother's playing in uh, the second division of professional hockey. And um, the Florida Everblades play Toledo in a seven-game series. And uh, Jordan shows up to most of those games. They end up winning the cup. Uh, and then this year, you show up at Lower.com Field Saturday night uh, or Saturday afternoon. And Crew 2 wins MLS Next Pro Cup. I mean, what a streak you have going for trophies. Are you sure you guys want me to leave? <laughs> <laughs> oh my I know. gosh. It's quite incredible. I I have, you know, I've won things in my lifetime. I won a regional champ, two regional championships in youth soccer. I won national championship in youth soccer. But then I went on this real big. I, I went to a World Cup, a U-20 World Cup, and we lost. And it was like one of the most devastating losses. But you uh, were playing. You weren't cheering. I was playing. Oh, That's I'm a difference. better cheerleader. That's you what it is. <laughs> you're, a great, you're a great cheerleader. Anybody who knows you knows that yeah. it's, it's fun to be around you. So I have it on quite a streak. So we'll see what happens next year, I guess. I, I got to keep this alive. I think it's fantastic. Um, let's talk about this Crew 2 Club. Uh, they are just a joy to be mm -hmm. around and watch. They took that trophy after they won on Saturday afternoon, and they ran all the way around Lower.com Field. Jonathan Menza was out there taking pictures mm -hmm. before he got on the plane and flew to Orlando. And it was, um, it was a really great feeling to be with 7,500 fans. And, you know, some of the, some of the fans were um, fans from the opposition from St. Louis, but just a really great environment uh, for the club. Yeah. There was quite a few fans from St. Louis and I'll just say, yes, that is going to be a fun place to play next year with that yeah. new stadium, with how loud those fans were for their, their second team here. Uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a, the opportunity to go there to St. Louis and see what that is like the environment there. We won't be this br shiny, bright new stadium in MLS anymore, which no, will be we weird. Won't. Yeah. Um, but it was this team, this crew two team, the Capybaras are so much fun. And they have been that way since the beginning of the year. It felt just poetic. It felt like it was supposed to be this way, them ending the, with the championship. They invested, Corey, Corey Ray and everybody that really worked tirelessly on building this roster they put a lot into it with the idea that this really is going to help them have a little bit more interchange between the first and the second team to build some players to hopefully come to the first team and it's already fruitful in that way and then they get a championship their soccer is so fun to watch they are just throwing everything at the other team and they can do that because they're confident in the way that they defend they are energetic tireless man those guys ran a lot yeah. um at a very high pace it was just fun to watch and we got to watch it from 
field level, which <laughs> we were walking in. I didn't uh, hate. Yeah, no, that was that was awesome. The uh, the the field seats on um, the opposite side of the bench side of the field. Uh, we in, we walked in, and one of the representatives from the team gave my wife and I two tickets to go downstairs. You know, so we paid ten bucks, but we sat and. And then he might have brought his friend down, which is me. And I finagled that. So crew, you can be mad at me, but. Thanks so much for being with us, Jordan Angeli. You're terrific. Thanks for having me, Chris. I always love this. I'm going to miss this. Yeah, I'm going to miss it too. You keep going, okay? You keep doing it. Oh, I'll keep going. Maybe we'll bring (laughs) you in for a cameo once or twice. Okay. Okay, good. Inside the Cruise presented by Tipico Sportsbook. Let's make it interesting. And by Ohio Cat, the official construction equipment partner of the Columbus crew. We'll do Inside the Crew one more time next week here on the flagship station of the Black and Gold, 97.1 The Fan.